Thank you, Father, today for being our hiding place. Through the storms, through the rain, through the hurt, through the pain. When the billows roll, Father God, you are still God. You still cover and protect us, and we thank you. We thank you for many blessings, those that we have had a chance to receive and those that are waiting on us. We thank you, Father God, for every perfect gift. We thank you for the word that will go forth today, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that it is received in love by your grace. I stand here before you today, Lord God, and I thank you for the opportunity to serve and to speak to your people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, next Sunday I was supposed to preach this message, but apparently God wanted me to preach it to my own congregation. That's right, that's all right. You know, everything was supposed to be worked out, but then the enemy said, no, not this time either. And I'm all right with that because God says, better next time. There's a lot of homophobe there's a lot of hate. There are a lot of confused people. People judge you wrongly because they feel like you don't deserve to be heard because God has not called the people like us to share the gospel. So that is what I had to face this week. And in my disappointment, I said, you know what, Lord, it's okay because I will get my opportunity to speak to my family. I will get my opportunity to stand in that church and preach the gospel. My Lord. But I will do it when you are ready for me to preach it. And then on Wednesday, I got another piece of news. I said, okay, God, that's fine. Because I know you got that too. And then on Thursday, I got another piece of news. And I said, okay, God, I know you got that too. And then I began to pray. 
And then on Friday, I got some good news. My Lord. <laughs> then on Friday again, I got some more good news. And then as the weekend progressed, the news just got better. So I trust God in all things. And whatever his timeline is for whenever it is he wants me to do, he will make it happen. And I'm okay with that. And I thank him for coming to our rescue this week, this past week. And I thank him for the victory anyways. So if you would please turn with me to John chapter 7. We're going to read from verses 14 through 24. When you have it, if you would please stand on the word of God. John chapter 7, verses 14 through 24. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV today. goes a little something like this. Not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and began to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning without having studied? And Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself, but he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law, yet not one of you keeps the law? I'm going to put that, so why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> you are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? And Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you all are astonished. Yet, because Moses gave you the circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a child on the Sabbath. See, people just make their own laws just to break them. Mm-hmm. Now, if a child can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing the whole man on the Sabbath? People talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. My subject title for today is Don't Judge Me Wrongly. <laughs> now sometimes you get that phrase, don't judge me. Don't judge me for eating that last piece of chicken. Don't judge me for eating that last fry. Don't judge me for indulging in too much chocolate. Don't judge me because I had a bad day yesterday. 
Don't judge me because you don't know my story. Mm -hmm. Don't judge me because you have no idea what God has called me to do. So how can you say that God ain't called nobody like you to preach that? Mm -hmm. The world is so full of hypocrites. Amen. So full of haters and liars. People are so quick to judge. And God's word says that we are not to judge wrongly. Most of my family, see, they don't believe that I've been called to preach the gospel. <laughs> but I'm glad that God don't see things the way they do. People judge you by your outward appearances and they judge you by your behaviors and, and they look at your status and they look at your race and they look at your education and, and they look at the car you drive and the clothes you wear and the houses you live in. They even judge you by your social media status. How many friends do you have on your Facebook page? Wow. Oh. <laughs> they even judge your sexual orientation or your gender identity. Yeah, I said it. You can write it down today. Mm. But God looks at the heart. Amen. See, Samuel thought Eliab who was Jesse's oldest son, who was David's older brother, was to be the king. Because he had this nice-looking, good-looking stature. He was older, and he was more than likely more established and educated. But God says, you know what? He's not the one that I've chosen. I've rejected that one. He says, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. How many people are looking at your heart today versus how you dress or how you respond or act? Just like David was chosen, you have been chosen by God to do something special for him. God says, I'm going to choose David because he's a man after my own heart, and I know that he's going to do everything that I've asked him to do. See, Saul's going to be hard-headed and do it his way. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do it like I ask him to do it, like I command him to do it. And just like David, none of us are exempt from this sinful nature. He, even he messed up. But God forgave him nonetheless, didn't he? Mm -hmm. It was God's grace. And it's only by his grace that we are saved. Nothing that we can do to earn it or pay for it. Ephesians 2, 89 tells us, For by grace you have been saved. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. I want you to make it personal. For by grace I have been saved. <laughs> Through faith and not that of myself. It's a gift that God gave me. Romans 3, 20, 28, because by the works of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. So this book just tells us how sinful we are. 
And it points out the sinful nature that we have. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. So this won't do it. The Ten Commandments won't get it. Galatians 2 and 16 goes on to say, Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ. And I want y'all to get that. It's through faith in Christ. It's not by the stuff that you do or give or tell people. It's through faith in Christ. Even we have believed in Christ that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. That means you too. So you can't judge me. My Lord. <clears throat> the Bible is telling us that none of us are saved by works. Amen. If that were the case, then why do we need Jesus? People see your stuff too. Just because they don't say anything doesn't mean they don't see anything. We've all had our struggles from the pulpit to the pew. And just because my struggles do not mirror your struggles doesn't mean we don't all have a cross to bear. You can hide behind a collar. You can hide behind a robe. You can hide behind a husband or a wife or a man or a woman. You can hide behind books. You can hide behind education. You can hide behind title and status, but you can't hide from God. Amen. God knows Amen. exactly who you are, Amen. how you are, what you like, what you like to think about, and what you like to do. So it is no surprise that you are here today to hear this message because none of us or without this sinful nature, and none of us are perfect. So you better choose grace before you judge me. My Lord. My Lord. God gives us all free will, so why would we not choose anything but the best? When you begin to talk about love, it was love that gave God's son to us. It was love that allowed him to be nailed to the cross for us. And all that sin that you committed, and is going to commit has been nailed to the cross. So the sin factor has been covered. So can we move on from that? When you begin to talk about love, God is saying that he is love, so therefore you're supposed to be loved too. So how can you love God whom you've never seen and hate your brother who you see every single day? Come on now. The Bible says that you are a liar if you say you love God, but you hate your brother. So when you begin to talk about love, you better make sure it's called agape love and not this conditional stuff that a lot of people choose to love with. God says, for I so love the world that I gave he didn't say for mama so loved the world. He didn't say for daddy so loved the world. He didn't say for sister so loved the world. He said for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. How many whosoevers do we have in the house today? My Lord. Am I the only one? My Lord. That's what John 3 and 16 said. Mm -hmm. 
And then it goes on to say, for God did not send his son into the world to what? To condemn the world, but to save the world. So let's move on from the sin factor. It's high time we start talking about love and God's commandment for it. Instead of all this judging. You can't call me out of my name without me calling you out of yours. I could think of a few choice words for you too. But I choose to say, God bless you and move on. Hallelujah, amen, and thank you, Jesus. God does not twist our arms to love him. He gives everybody free will to do what they want to do. But then don't be mad when you be missing out on your blessings because you refuse to accept his son. So don't get mad at my Maserati because you still driving old get out and push. Don't get mad at my BMW because you think you can't afford one. You need to start giving God what's due to him. I was listening to the Ricky Smiley show one morning. And he says he belongs to like five churches. He said he got a home church. He got a church where he goes to when he travel, et cetera, et cetera. He said he cannot fathom the thought of laying in bed every Sunday morning as much as God has blessed him and not go give God the praise somewhere. He said, I could not, not even imagine not giving God the glory that's due to him after all I've been through. And after all he seen me through, he said, I grew up dirt poor. I didn't have nothing. He said, but look at me now. He said, there is no way that I would negate the opportunity to get up on Sunday morning and give God the praise in somebody's church. Don't worry about my salvation. Me and Jesus, we all right. We got it worked out. And just because you don't believe I'm saved don't mean I'm not. That's right. <laughs> and just because you don't love me the way God loves me don't mean that God don't love me even the more. Amen. You ain't got to love me. You ain't even got to like me. Right. Because at the end of the day and at the end of my life, mm-hmm. when I go before God, I go alone. Amen. I don't take my friends. I don't take my family. I don't take my mama, my daddy, my sister, my brother, my sons, my daughters. I go alone. So that's what counts. Is that God loves me unconditionally. And I have accepted his son as a free gift. Who don't like free? And all free gifts ain't good, but this one is. Now why would you turn down something that's good for you? That's foolish. Why would you reject something that's good for you? And why would you just refuse to accept a free gift that's good for you? God is not going to make you love him. Period. You either love him or you don't. You either hot or you're cold. He don't like no lukewarmness. He just assumes spew you out of his mouth. He said, You got to be on fire for me. My Lord. Because I gave fire for you. You got to love me unconditionally because I love you unconditionally. And you have to accept my son because I gave him freely. I didn't have to send my son to die for you. That's right. But because I love the world so much, I gave the only something that really mattered to me. 
Now, how many of us would give up our sons for a sinner? Any show of hands? I don't see anybody raising their hands. Mm-hmm. My sins won't send me to hell. Mm. Yeah, you can say pastor said that. You can, you can post it. Mm. Your sins won't send you to hell. But wait a minute. It didn't say that. <laughs> it says rejecting Jesus will. Turn with me to John chapter 16, verse 9. I want you to read it for yourself because I don't want you looking at me like I have a third eye and I'm not preaching heresy. You can read it for yourself. It blessed me some weeks ago. When I was doubting, the enemy tried to get in my head. I want you to read it for yourself. I want somebody to read it out loud. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Go backwards. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness mm-hmm. and of judgment mm-hmm. of well, sin, because they believe not on read me. Read that one more time. I want y'all to get that. Starting at verse 8. I want y'all to listen to that word. I want you to get it in your spirit. And when he is come, he, he will reprove the world of sin. Who will? He. Who is he? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Why? Because he can. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> and of righteousness. Uh-huh. And of judgment. Uh-huh. Why? Keep going. Of sin, because they believe not uh, on me. Because what? Because they believe not. Okay. My Lord. Anybody not understand that? We all get it? Amen. That's the sin. Your unbelief. My Lord. Now can we move on from the sin factor? Do you know Jesus? Amen. Have you accepted Jesus yes. as your personal yes. Savior? Yes. My Lord. Then you are saved. Amen. That's right. Sin is sin. Amen. We can't avoid it. But there is a measure of punishment that comes with it. Mm. Now, God did say he would do that. He would chastise you when you get out of line, just like he did David, just like he did Moses. Moses obeyed God and did everything he said except for that one thing that kept him out of the promised land. But it didn't keep him from the promise. Mm. I want y'all to let that sink in. Sin is sin, but there is a measure of punishment for it. Right. But God's grace is so sufficient that he'll show us mercy first before he show us that rod. Mm-hmm. He'll give us some chances to get it right. That grace, boy, that grace is something else. That's why I live by it. I can't live by anything else but that. Because if I tried to live by this, oh, I would be under the earth already. Ain't no way. I can't even fulfill the Ten Commandments, let alone all the law. Anybody can fulfill all the law. So we got perfect people in it. So Jesus is in the room. Where are you at? God's grace is so sufficient that he'll show us his mercy before he corrects us with his rod. And when God sent Jesus, he he didn't send him for just me. He sent him to the world. You too. The book says for who so loved the world? 
Mama. Diddy. For God so loved the world. So we got to get past all this judgment. Because you can't judge me for my stuff. That's right. You need to look in the mirror for your stuff. You can't take the speck out of my eye because you got a big old log in yours. Amen. So who you going to judge? And who left you to judge me wrongly? Right, right. God called me to preach, not mm-hmm. you. And I will preach the gospel as God gives me the strength to do it, whether you agree with it or not. God will use whomever is available. And I'm available. And when I said yes to him, he said yes to me. So when I asked him for stuff, he said, okay. But only when you're ready. So apparently God is still working on some things here. So don't judge me wrongly. If you see me going in the wrong direction, help me go in the right direction. But don't judge me. We leave that to God. Because you don't think I deserve to be blessed or saved don't mean that I'm not. I could say the same for you. But I'm going to leave that to God. None of us are so good to think that we are better than the other. Amen? Amen. We all have our struggles. Every single person got some kind of issue. It doesn't have to be a big one. It could be something minute as low self-esteem. It could be financial. It could be you don't feel loved. It could be a number of things. Everybody got at least one, though. You may not have as many as the other. I may not have as many as you, but I got at least one. But guess what? I carry my cross every day because Jesus carried his. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? (laughs) No, sir. No, ma'am. We all have our struggles. But as long as we give them to God, he will lighten our load. God promised to leave us nor forsake us. He promised to love us unconditionally. And when God loves you, man, that's a love like no other. Because when God loves you so much until he'll give his one and only son, that's a lot of love. And can't nobody love you like Jesus can. So don't judge me wrongly. Don't point the finger at me because you got three others pointing back at you. (laughs) And just when you think that God hasn't called me to do certain things, just watch. Time will tell. And I'm not standing before you to brag about it. I'm here to praise God for it. Because he has blessed me in so many ways ways I can't even begin to tell it all. Y'all probably wouldn't believe some of the stuff that God has done for me if I told you. You'd probably go, that don't that just don't happen. Well for me it does. And for you it can too. Amen. Come on now. 
we've seen the miracles of God just this past Amen. week. Amen. Hallelujah. When you trust God, when you when you trust God completely, then you trust Him totally, without a shadow of a doubt. God will prove Himself faithful, and He's done so for all of us in this room in some shape, form, or fashion. Just look at where you were last year. Look at your life three months ago. Look at your life six months ago. Look at your life five years ago. Look at how God has blessed you and kept you and brought you from point A to point F. We're not at point Z yet. I think when I get to my point Z, I'll be ready to meet my maker. Don't focus so much on the destination, but the journey. Mm -hmm. So don't judge me wrongly. Give me a chance to show you that God is working in my life. I don't have to tell you about it, just watch. I think for each of us, we spend so much time trying to prove other people wrong. Let God prove them wrong. It's not our job to try to explain our lives to people anymore. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. It is what it is. And I've told people this before in my own community, if you will, that I would never choose this life for myself. Who would choose to be ostracized, criticized? Who would choose to be stoned and flogged? Who would choose to be talked about and lied on? Lied about and lied to? Who would choose such a life as this? Certainly not I. This life chose me. And for a purpose, and that's to meet you. And to see you. And to get to know you. And to tell you that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So don't judge me wrongly. Amen. Let God be the final judge. Amen. 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 Let us pray. God. God, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to my church family. I thank you, God, for placing them in my life. I thank you, Lord God, that we have been placed in their lives. I thank you for this church, God. And I apologize that I have not been the pastor that you have asked me to be. But I will from now on. I repent, Lord God, for doubting you even in the midst of my own turmoil because I know you are God and God all by yourself and that you will always make good on your promise. I thank you, Lord God, that I stand before you, Lord God, at the foot of the throne, thanking you for every blessed gift that you have placed within me so that I can share it with your people, my family, my friends, my loved ones. I thank you, Lord God, that you have given me this opportunity 
to share the gospel message of love and grace and hope and peace and joy. I thank you, Lord God, that you have allowed me to share my faith with others so they will know that it ain't nobody but you that did it. What nobody but Jesus that did it ain't nobody but God that will do it. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that you have called me to this platform. And I thank you, Lord God, that I'm able to help others as they help me. We can all help each other be better people for you. And I thank you, Lord God, that I have learned from them and they have learned from me. And I ask you, O God, to continue to strengthen us all. To help us to love each other even the more. And even when we don't feel like it, God, give us that extra push. Yes. That extra strength that we need to draw on through, from your word. Mm-hmm. Through our prayers. And by our faith. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord God, that we have all been called to minister one to another. As children of God. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just bending and leaning on titles, Father God, but bending and leaning on love. And depending on you for our grace and mercy. We thank you, O oh God, that we celebrate today, Lord God. We celebrate accomplishments, commencements, progress, promise. We thank you, O oh God, for every person who sits in this room under the sound of my voice. I know that they are blessed people. I see it. You show me. We pray about it. And we thank you. We ask you, O God, to keep us covered under your blood. We thank you, Lord God, for sending your precious, precious son to die for us. That we might have eternal life. And that we may have life more abundantly. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to serve. We thank you for the strength and we thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that you have instilled in all of us to be a witness to someone who might be lost. We thank you for allowing us to reach up and reach out and reach in and see the fruit of our labor. For we are good trees who bear good fruit. And we thank you, Lord God, that we're able to help someone to eat and feast on your word through us. We thank you for allowing us to represent you with the life that we live for you. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.